Good morning. This is Real Estate Daily with your real estate guru, Rod Barker. Hope everybody is having a great morning. It's getting close to Christmas. They've changed the forecast, at least the forecast I'm watching, and they're talking about maybe snow on Christmas Day. Not the Christmas Eve going into it, but maybe during Christmas Day, we actually might get snow. Well, that, that would be fairly rare for us to get snow actually on the day of Christmas. That, that would be something that's uh, it would make the children happy. It would make me happy for sure. So I hope you're having a wonderful holiday time with your family, friends, all, all of your clients that you that have become your friends. This is such a great time of the year to be spending time, which is the most valuable thing that we have is time in our life. You ask children what they want, people what they want, they want more time with you. Because that's things in our life are, are truly just things. But you are the most important thing. You are the most important entity that can ever be. You need to know that, and I want to tell you this morning, you are important to me. You are important to the real estate community. You are important to the real estate career. You are important to your clients. You have a relationship with them. You have importance in this world. And I, By the way, I want to go over this morning real quick. I mean, tis the season to talk about, you know, thankfulness. And I am so thankful for all of you out there sending me chats and and the words of encouragement. That is so wonderful. Please take a moment and hit the like button. That is unbelievably meaningful to me. Th that you would take a moment and just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, follow me on the channel, or if you are on a on a uh, a podcast, follow the podcast. I would love that. So how did I get into the, the business? And I want to hear from you on how you got into the business. If you could post a, a, a quick comment about how did you decide to get into the business? You know, for most people in real estate, and I mean it is by large most people, it is not a first career. Real estate is rarely a first career choice for people. It is a second, third, fourth career choice for people. My first career choice, if, if, if it was a choice at all, was working in the family business. Dad owned a bakery. Mom and dad owned a bakery right here in the, in the Southeast Portland side. And it was the largest sit-down pastry shop on the east side. They could seat over 80 people. And it was a busy bakery. Well, it would just make sense that dad wanted to give his career to his sons, and that is to train them to be a baker. And back in the day, Oregon still had a license and certificate for being a baker, confectioner, candy maker, cake decorator. And I have I hold those, those certificates. And you had to get a certain amount of college and, and, and so on and so forth. So... My first career certainly was not real estate, even though my interest in real estate was really early on. And by 19 years old, I wanted to buy my first home. And 
pulled it off. Oddly enough, people telling me to just go rent an apartment, do something else. And I said, no, I want to buy a home. That, that, that's the future. That's how, how, how I should make money. And at 19, of course, I couldn't get a mortgage. You know that. I mean, the rules, I'm old, but the rules still were you had to be at least 21 and have other established incomes that I was still beginning in even though I had started working in the family business at 14. As you know, in the, in the family business, for those of you who have worked in family businesses, and please post if you have worked in a family business. Let, let me know, if, did you get your start working in your family business? Because it, you know your incomes and things aren't necessarily um, reported in the same way as a W-2. They're not at all. You, I mean, to think you're getting income you're working for the family business so the family can actually have a living. That's what it was about. Remember back in the days, if you had done this, how hard you would work in the family business. There was no talk about mom, dad, where's my paycheck? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, there was no talk about a, a, a paycheck, for goodness sakes. It was the joy of working with the family. And you struggled together to make it happen. And you figured it out together. You wanted to do a marketing program, which for mom and dad, their marketing program was putting a large arrow blinking sign in front of their park, uh, front of their, their business, which was on Division Street down by Highway 205. And it attracted, of course, a bakery is a morning business often, and there certainly was. And it would attract people to come in and get the donuts, pastries, and all the things that, that they were making to come in in the morning and get that or sit down for a cup of coffee, you know, you know, things like this. They, they didn't have the fancy espresso machines back then. They made drip coffee. I, I think it was MJB. At any rate, it, they made a drip-style coffee the, all the fancy coffees we're doing these days, that that just did not happen. I do love my coffee. I also I drink all forms of whether it's drip coffee, uh, French press, cold brew. I, I make an espresso using a mocha pot. Love it, love it, love it. The coffees have really risen in quality uh, over the years and in the Northwest, and really something. Anyway, so where did you get your start? You know, it is the season of the holidays to think back a little bit. Where did you get your start in real estate? What brought you to real estate as it is right now for you? And if you're just getting started in real estate or just thinking about real estate, what brought you to thinking about this career? I'll bet it's not your first career. It rarely is somebody's first career. Real estate is, uh, as I mentioned, a second, third, fourth career for people. It is well down the line of options for good reason. You're selling something that is very valuable. You're either selling it to a buyer or you're helping a seller list their home and sell it. So either way, you're, you are involved in a major transaction. And while I think that 18-year-old people, you can be licensed, it's 
people think differently about the trust factor with an 18-year-old. You, I've seen 18-year-olds pull this business off, though. Absolutely. They have the confidence to do it, and they can do it. And if you're thinking about this business and you're 18 years old today, you can do it. It's just not the most common way to get into this business. The most common way is you have other careers, and as you get some age on you, not as old as I am, of course, but as you get some age on you, maybe you're headed towards 30. It's a second, third, fourth career choice that people end up making. And I'd like to hear from you. What were your earlier choices that brought you to real estate? When did you first start thinking about becoming a realtor? What was the dream? What did the dream look like to you? Did the dream look like get getting rich? You know, I'll bet I doubt it. I I know I I doubt it. I'll, I'll I'll bet that it didn't look that way to you. It unlikely looked like a dream of a get rich quick scheme to you. It was more likely that is a neat thing to be involved in. That is a fascinating career choice to be involved and something I can make good money. You know, it is nice to choose a career that you can make good money, of course. But it's even nicer to choose a career that you dearly love. I've said it before. I'll continue saying it. I love real estate. I love the whole concept of it. I'm excited to this day about it. I was excited when I was a young man about it. And 19 years old, buying my first home right here in Southeast Portland, I was excited. And let me tell you, that house needed a lot of work. I put, I, me and a friend of mine took the roof off all the way down to the rafters. We resheated it and roofed it ourselves. Wow, it was a huge job. But at 19, I had the health to do it. I had the energy. I had the agility to do it. I could easily climb the ladder. I remember I had never roofed a house in my life. And I went down to the roofing company and told them what the size of the roof is. And they told me how many squares I would need. And they said, when can they deliver it? And I said, anytime. Just put it in the front yard. And they said, we're going to do you a favor. We're going to deliver it to the crown of the house. You're not going to want to carry these things up. We we have a conveyor belt to put them up there for you. And I was not, at, at 19, you're not worried about such things. I'll carry them up myself. Well, they are heavy. I mean, these things are 70 to 100 pounds per pack. And going up a ladder is treacherous with that kind of weight on you. Thankfully, they did deliver it to the crown of the house, to the cap of the house, and, and put up there up there for me. So I, at least I had them on top of the house but as we were doing. Before I could get the house even tar papered with the new sheeting, middle of the night, in summer, in August, I'm at Dad's Bakery. We're busy doing our work. And a midsummer storm comes through. And it's pouring rain. Now, I didn't even quite have all the sheeting on the house. So it's open on the top. Well, my house was only about uh, two miles from the bakery. 
told Dad I need to run down there real quick. Ran down there, flashlights in hand. Uh, flashlights back then were not what they are, are now. And uh, called my friend, got him awake. And we ran to that house middle of the night. It was like 2 a.m. And we're up there putting some some tarps and some, some tar paper on the house to save it from this midsummer storm that happened to come through. Because I didn't want all of my insulation and sheetrock down on the roof going into the house soaking wet and ruining it. And we were able to sa save the house at that point. Luckily, we, we got down there just as the storm was, was, was approaching in and we were able to save the house from, com from complete ruination of what it, what it would have been. That's how I got my start in real estate. That was the ultimate start for me. Now, I had helped mom and dad with their real estate, of course, growing up. And that's how I, I got my first ideas in real estate. But my first personal touch in real estate was actually buying something. By the way, it was $27,500 before someone else asked. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny to think back about the $27,500 now. You know, at the time, it seemed like a lightning amount of money. I could hardly believe I was spending $27,500. It just seemed like this unbelievable amount of money. That The, the property, by the way, had a built-in sprinkler system that worked even back then. It it was well done, nice yard, corner lot, good home, three bedrooms, single bath, which I was trying to expand, but didn't get it done before I decided to sell. So how did you get your start? What got you excited about this industry? As we're getting ready to go into 2022, I want you to think back a little bit. What got you excited about choosing real estate as a career? I can tell you there's lots of things I've been excited about over the course of my life. Uh, I was excited to be a baker and candy maker. I, I loved the career and worked at it going to college and, and, and doing other things. And then eventually went back, back to college, got a lot more college and a bunch of degrees and, and became an attorney. And lo love that as a career. Love it. I was dean of a college for years. And what a joy. Being ten tenured faculty and then dean of a college. Great joy. Again, this is not my first career choice. It was my first love of something. I knew I loved real estate very early in my life. But not my first career choice. I didn't even think about getting licensed in real estate at 19 years old. I thought about owning real estate. And how did you get started? What were your dreams at the time? What brought you to this point? It's important sometimes to reflect back. about how we got started in something and what made us excited about it. Because the people that you are going to sell to, often the first-time buyer clients, but it could be anybody. Excitement, let me tell you something, is infectious. You need to remember back what got you excited about looking at a home. 
I was looking around at homes at 19 and wanted wanted to buy something so bad, realized they couldn't get a mortgage and had to find a private investor. Finally found a private investor that was that was willing to finance me personally. That's how I pulled it off back then. That can still be done nowadays. For those that are unfinanceable in other ways, you might want to look at private financing. It's not perfect, but it's not the worst. It might be for you to get started. But I want you to think back. You've Now you've chosen real estate as a career. We're not even talking today about the acquisition of leads and clients and, and how do you persuade them and, and take a lead to a client and, and all of that, which, which I dearly love. That whole process of creating the relationship that you need to make this business go. Today, we're talking about what brought you to the career. Remembering back a little bit, the great things that brought this career to you and made you consider it as a career. That is what I would like to hear from you today. Because each of you have a unique story, just like I have a unique story about it. Later on, I bought other properties and now have, have owned many, many properties, but later owned some, a piece of property up on Mount Rainier, was building a house up on Mount Rainier out of, out of raw land. Probably, uh, what, what an experience, amazing experience, understanding the process of building a home, putting in your own septic system, getting qualified to put that in. And moving that ball forward and the experience I got out of it was amazing. I probably would have done better financially just going to Seattle and buying something in Seattle, a ready-made home. But I wouldn't have gotten the experience in life that I received from going out and, and getting a piece of raw land and doing it myself. Yet another thing that really excited me about real estate was that you can still, and still today, you can go and get raw land and develop something yourself. It takes time. It'll take a lot of your resources. And by a long shot, I was nowhere near the land of rich. Single person, single income, try, trying to make it happen. But how are you making it happen? How did you buy your first home. For those of you who own a home, how did you personally buy your first home? And I want you to remember back how excited you were to have that process happen. It is an exciting thing to happen to buy your first home. Now, I've been excited about every home I've ever purchased. The current home I, I'm in right now, we've been here 14, 15 years in the Corbett, Oregon area. Dearly love it. I'm still excited to this day to be in this home. We have we have our acreage, which allows us to have farm animals. And I love it. I love the, the whole place that we're at. One moment. Clear my throat there. So... What got you into this industry? Remembering that excitement is infectious to your clients, 
telling your story and remembering how to tell your story. Now, you can't take hours to tell your story, but remembering how to tell your story and telling it to your clients can endear you to somebody so well. So they understand that you get it. They understand that you understand, if you will. They understand, they, by hearing the story, they will begin to think, oh, you've been through this before. You've done this yourself. And you have. You've done it yourself. Everybody has their story, and you need to understand how to tell your story. You need to be a storyteller. Telling stories is powerful. I, I, I am a storyteller. I love to tell stories. I love to embellish the story, of course, and teach through storytelling using truth and embellishment to make a point. This is what you can do to build your business. Storytelling, of course, is part of the art of persuasion. Because it's the art of relationship. Understanding how to get into someone's head and truly creating a relationship. Lots and lots of relationships that we've created in this business over the years. We still have to this day. And we sold the people homes years ago. And they call us and they ask us about selling their home now and moving them on somewhere else helping them with the process because we created a relationship with them. That relationship happened in many ways, but certainly it was enhanced by storytelling where you are taking a piece of yourself. You're opening your heart and bringing them in to your heart, to you yourself. This is a wonderful part of the part of the year. This season to be doing exactly this. Make a video. Tell a quick piece of your story. Remembering back to clients that you've already had. If you already have clients that you served in the past, you've already been in the business, help them remember back fondly about an event. Maybe a struggle that you did together in negotiation of their current home. That can be a fond memory. Once you have distance from something, looking back at a difficult negotiation can be a fond memory. It all depends how you tell the story. It's imperative that you understand how to tell your story. You have a story. You have lots of stories. I have lots of stories. And you have lots of stories to tell your clients, to create relationships. You're not just a blank slate. You've chosen a career, and now you need to understand how to work the career. Part of working the career is this wonderful joy of relationship. And the joy of relationship is absolutely fun. I, I love it. 
And I'll tell you one thing I love to do. I love to take my guide dog. Of course, my guide dog goes everywhere. So when I say I love to take him with me, he's always with me. And people are so surprised. You know, I've got, a, got this guide dog. Well, what do you do with that? Well, he's a guide dog uh, from the Guide Dog School for the Blind, right out of Boring, Oregon. And I get to tell the story. And, of course, his name is Cairo. And Cairo is a people magnet. For those that want a guide dog and, and have blindness and have a reason to have one, you should only consider one if you are comfortable with being with something that is a people magnet. Because having a guide dog is like walking around with a people magnet. Went to church the other day, and of course, the children, the people, they see you coming in with the guide dog, and you are a magnet of attention. People want to be near you just because of the dog. And the dog, of course, is well-trained, and he's wonderful. But you should only, that. Which these are part of my stories that I get to share with people. What a wonderful icebreaker to have Cairo with me when I'm meeting a new client. Because then they, they initially have the question about him. Then they get to meet, meet him and, and I get to tell them my stories about me. This is creating the relationship. I'm so glad we get to take a few minutes before Christmas and talk about the relationship part. I was excited yesterday when I started thinking about the show for today that it would be about relationship. Because this business is absolutely about that. It's about relationship. It's about you personally sharing with your clients that become friends. And understanding it's good to share. It's good to take a few minutes and share. You know, when you're with your clients, it can't all be about, about real estate. It's just like on social media. On social media, 80% of what you post should not be about real estate. 80%. 8 out of 10 posts should not be about real estate. It should be about you and what you're doing. Not that you're trying to get them to sell, to allow you to sell their house. That is 20% of your posts where you're saying you can do something for them. We are in a servant relationship business. We are serving some, we are trying to help them do something. We will help them the most, number one, by sharing real stories of yourself and your struggle and how you overcame it with your client. You will make more gains and have more clients stay with you because you have taken time to open up yourself wide open. And share with your clients who you are and how you did it. I've shared my story of buying my first home at 19 and then my my, my other places that, that I bought and sold. And some were good, some were bad. And it has been the meaningful re conversations. 
they realize, oh, I've also struggled through this. Buying a home is a stressful event. Your client needs to know that they can trust you. Your client needs to know that you are there for them because you have been in their shoes. That is critically important for your client to understand. That will embed you into the relationship so deep. You can hardly believe the amount of, of meaningful this is to people. You think back about times that a salesman of some, we're in sales. And I'm not embarrassed about that. We are in sales. Think back when you went to a store even and a salesman took time to talk with you and wasn't just pushing the product down your throat. That's what we hate about salesmen. They, they approach us and all they're doing is throwing the product or service that they're trying to sell down our throat. Instead of taking a moment and telling us about them and welcoming us to the process, to the store, whatever it is. It could be buying a pair of shoes and the process is similar. It's just smaller and shorter. That's all. You might be determined to walk out with a pair of shoes. But how you feel about the process will make you come back again or not. Think about that. Think about places that you've been at in this past year that you were thankful when you left that you had that experience. That's what you want with your clients. This is part of, of course, what we teach in coaching is how to pull together the relationship so that you have repeat business over and over and over again. You're building your pipeline, not one-time pipeline, people. You want lifetime people in your pipeline that will come and buy and sell with you over and over for a lifetime. Because let's face it, we know people stay in a home around five to seven years. They sell and they move and they buy. And you want to be the one representing all of that. And you can be. But you can't just do a, a hit and run where you have sold them a home and you never speak with them again. The relationship needs to continue. And there's wonderful products out there for drip campaigns that you can be putting together and staying in front of the clients. You guys, I'm so thankful that this is the holiday. I love the holiday season and I love being with you. I hope you're enjoying the Real Estate Daily Show. My name is Rod Barker. I'm your real estate guru, and I look forward to helping you build your business to the best it can ever be for 2022. Let's get it done. Time to win. Take care, guys.